as otherwise indicated, all the names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents in these stories and audio narrations are either the product of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental. The stories and audio narrations are not intended as a substitute for the medical advice of physicians. The reader and/or listener should consult a physician in matters related. To his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. Mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Zen medicine. I'm an intuitive tantric Reiki healer. I'm neither formally trained nor educated in being a tantra or Reiki healer. I'm just pretty plugged into the universe, and this is my calling, for better or for worse. How people find me? Well, there's word of mouth and divine timing. Here's my story. It was called inner child healing. There are plenty of psychobabble explanations about what the inner child was, and as far as I can see, they weren't wrong in their definitions and interpretations. But sometimes it's hard to wrap my head around their lofty explanations when an actual inner child was staring me in the face. Her name was Lucy, and for most of the day, she and I were sitting facing each other. She on the bed while I was on a chair playing card games. At the moment, we were playing go fish. The little girl had no issues sharing her thoughts. Every single one of them. This is stupid, Lucy said, her lips curling into a sneer. You're stupid. And by the way, your name is stupid too. I looked at the girl, whose long black hair ran down her back to the ass. Her bright blue eyes, large and wide, took up most of her small, pale face. The color of her aura shifted like moving mist, alternating between blood red, black. And shit brown, not good colors. If I'm stupid, I replied, then you're stupid. I continued to let flow my white healing energy around her dark aura, softening its sharp edges that were causing her physical pain. We both were in a safe and protected space with my energy flowing around us like a bubble. Besides helping ease her pain, my true focus was biding time. Lucy's dark eyebrows snapped together instantly at my comment. You can't call me stupid, see? I'm the boss of you, and you can't call me stupid. If you call me stupid again, I'm gonna tell my mother. I shrugged at her, holding her furious blue eyes steadily. Your mom's not here yet, Lucy. I reminded her, my eyebrows quirking up. She's never here. The little girl snapped. When I grow up, I'm never gonna be like her. When I get married, I'm gonna have kids that I'll always be there for. I'll be at all of their ballet performances and softball games, all of their stupid doctor appointments. I'll be there for all of their birthdays and make them their most favorite cakes. Tears began to flow down her flushed cheeks, and she used her baby hands to wipe them away angrily. I won't be like her. I'll get it. I'll get a stupid dog even if I wanted to. As if his cue, Howard, my abnormally large golden spirit dog, appeared beside us. His bright golden eyes shining on Lucy. 
I still haven't quite figured out what breed he was, but he was twice the size of a Saint Bernard without being one. Her eyes lit up as Howard slowly climbed into the bed with her. She threw her pale, thin arms around his large, golden neck, squealing with delight and hugging him tightly. He sat down on her legs, his large paws hanging off the edge of the bed. Mine, mine, mine! Lucy screamed excitedly. Mine! Her large eyes flew to mine. Can I have him, Z? Please, 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 please! I tilted my head at the calm golden spirit dog. Ask him, not me. Ask him if he wants to go home with you. The little girl looked at Howard, her large blue eyes wide and shining with unshed tears. I never had a doggy before. If you come home with me, doggy, I promise I'll take real good care of you. Please, 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 please. I turned my head then, feeling the others finally arriving as they entered our space. An older woman stepped up to the bed, her blue eyes mirroring her daughter's. Lucy, her soft voice floated. We can't bring the dog home with us. He's my dog, mother. Lucy snapped at the lady dressed in a lovely blue silk dress. Her black hair bundled up in the 1950s popular bouffant style, looking a bit like a younger version of Sophia Loren. And I want to take him with us. An older fella stepped up to stand beside her mother. It's time to go home, sweetheart. If the dog wants to come with us, then let him make that choice. Lucy's mother held out a hand to her daughter, and her gaze was warm and incredibly loving. Lucy pushed at Howard, who promptly sat up, moving his massive bulk aside. I watched as the little girl sprung out of bed, flying into her mother's waiting arms. They hugged tightly, the golden light around them glowing brightly. I've been waiting for you so long, Mom. Lisa scolded tearfully as she gripped her tightly. Where have you been? The older lady smoothed back her little girl's dark hair. Been right here waiting for you all this time, my heart. She straightened up as the father scooped the little girl into his arms. I watched as the little family held on to each other with such love that tears began to cloud my eyes. The trio walked into the golden light that surrounded them. Howard trotting beside them, looking over her father's shoulders. Lucy smiled at me and waved. A lump clogged my throat as I waved back. As instantly as it had appeared, the golden light blinked away, leaving me alone with the corpse in the small, empty beige room. I almost jumped out of my skin when the heart monitor started screaming beside the bed. Pushing myself up, I stepped out of the way as people came rushing into the room. They worked on Lucy's thin, lifeless body for a few long moments, and when the doctor finally called it, the activity dwindled to a stop. Rachel, the nurse on call, came up to me. Her eyes sympathetic. We walked out of the room together into the hall of the nursing home. Are you okay, Z? She asked as she handed me a Kleenex, which I took gratefully. Wiping my eyes and nose, I nodded as I saw Howard leisurely walk out of the room. Then he sat down beside me, his large gold tongue hanging out. It's lucky that you were here when Lucy passed on. Rachel was saying, "You're such a nice girl for visiting that nice old lady after all these months. She had such a solid case of dementia, and it was a wonder how you were able to get along with her at all." She scratched her head thoughtfully. I think you're the only one she actually. Liked. I was part of the volunteer group that visited elderly folks who lived in nursing homes near Tribeca. Some time ago, Henry had led me here, and I found that easing their pain was the easiest thing I could do for these wonderful people who sometimes had no remaining family, like Lucy. I sniffed as I nodded my head slightly. Yeah, Lucy was a real nice lady, dementia or not. No one should have to die alone. I said as sadness filled my heart. Was she in a lot of pain? Rachel asked, her voice slightly anxious. When she finally passed, 
Sometimes the pain was so horrendous for her, even with the meds. I shook my head as I put my hand on her shoulder reassuringly. No, she passed with a smile on her face. She was fine. A white-haired lady slowly made her way up to Rachel and me. Hi, Miss Mary. I greeted her as the eighty-something Italian grandmother stopped beside us. Sometimes I'd see her on my visiting days at the nursing home. Been a while. Everything okay? Her white head bobbed up and down. Just finishing visiting my friend and was on the way out when I heard about Lucy. Her mouth twisted woefully. I'm so sorry to hear about her. Were you just with her? Yeah, I said as that damn lump rose in my throat again. Clearing it, I looked away as I felt the tears filling my eyes again. Miss Mary grabs my hands with hers, her grip strong and warm. You're such a nice girl, Z. Lucy didn't have anyone, and I'm glad that she wasn't alone. And with that, she pulled. Me into a tight hug, something I didn't even know I needed. Her energy was so open and warm, and I stayed in her arms for a few long moments before pulling away. Waving goodbye to Rachel, Miss Mary and I walked out into the early evening New York City air. Her hand still holding mine. When I finally stepped into the safe, quiet space of my home, I hung my messenger bag and keys by the door. I wandered into the kitchen and saw the still-opened newspaper on my countertop. My eyes falling on the top story of Lucy Starr, the latest famous Hollywood actress going through a divorce. I had been watching the oldie lawyer drama Matlock when the universe sent me a ping about Lucy. There weren't any such things as coincidences, and sometimes it did take a little bit of detective work to figure out. What the universe was telling me, but this morning the message rang in crystal clear when Matlock was talking about a nursing home, and I was reading about Lucy Starr. I've stopped questioning long ago how I knew that these were messages. I felt the sadness still lingering heavy in my heart, and I needed to release it before going to bed. So I made my way into the bathroom, and after shedding my clothes, I turned the shower faucet on to a temperature that leaned more hot than cold. As the bathroom started to steam up, I put a few drops of lavender oil into my Diffuser, breathing in its lovely healing scent as it started to heat up. As intuitive as I was, I've learned from harsh first-hand experience in my younger years what happened if I let low-frequency energy linger within me. Sadness, anger, and depression were low-frequency energies that needed to be released from the energetic body because they actually impacted the physical body. Henry, my spirit guide, had patiently taught me that when I was coming into my gifts. As a human, it wasn't possible to always be in a constant state of. We love each human emotion had its place and time, but the real question was how long you sat with them. No lower vibrational energy was bad. I equated it to the tower card in tarot. Tower moments in a person's life always led to change. It was just a question of how a person bounced back from those moments. Personally speaking, I crashed multiple times before learning that lesson. Stepping into the hot shower, I held deep in my heart the intention to release. As I ducked my head under the raining water, I opened my senses and wrapped my heart energy around myself, seeing the water turn white as pure snow. Pouring liquid sea salt soap into my hands, I saw the gray worries and the dark sadness wash off my body. As I slowly scrubbed the soap into my hair, over my face, my neck, my breasts. I envisioned the soap rinsing away any lingering darkness that remained in my belly and my lower regions. As I lathered more soap around this area before making quick work on my thighs, down my legs, and finally my feet, I straightened, sighing out deeply as I stood under the water for a few more moments, breathing in the scented air until I finally felt back to myself, clean and clear. 
grabbing my wet hair with a towel and wearing only a bathrobe. I wandered into the bedroom thinking I should eat something, but wasn't feeling it. Instead, what I wanted was something else. Grabbing the cell phone, I pushed the shortcut key, and on the first ring, Keegan answered, "Hey." His warm, deep voice flowed over me, and I smiled as I climbed into bed. Howard climbed up too, making himself comfortable at the foot of the bed. Did I catch you at a bad time? I asked as I tucked my legs under me and laid back against my pillows. Just got off, he replied. Going to grab a beer with some of the guys in a few minutes. Don't let me stop you then, I said quickly. Are you okay? He asked, and I could almost see his face turning thoughtful. Did you need something? Just wanted to say hello. You sound strange, Z. Keegan said, and I loved that he was so straightforward with his thoughts. You sure you okay? A lady I knew passed away. A couple hours ago, it's been pretty heavy today. Ah,、oh, Keegan sighed with feeling. I'm sorry to hear that, babe. Did you need some company? I could come over. No, I'm actually good now. I said as I smiled. Just wanted to hear your voice is all. I could almost see his smile as he said, "Babe, that date's gonna happen." I could feel it in my bones. I laughed at his optimism. Go get that beer, Keegan. And when we finally both hung up, I still could hear his laughter as I turned out the lights and called it a day. Status of the case of Lucy, the inner child, closed. Music credit by Kogan Audio. Sound credit by Zaxplat.com. Story created, written, and narrated by Z E Lian. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider supporting us by subscribing on Apple iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. It helps people find us, and it is greatly appreciated. Follow the continuing story of Zen Medicine on Medium.com.